Welcome to the South Mims U podcast, and in this episode we're going to celebrate stupidity. Or at least, I thought we were. The Dean of our new School of Stupidity Studies, already affectionately known as the School for the Gifted, or Stupid School, hasn't arrived at our small studio here in the Media Studies Department. Tucker Tolson is one of the world's leading exports in stupidity. Um, I think that's a typo. Um, Clearly, it's supposed to say that he's one of the world's leading experts in the benefits of being stupid. Right, well, I'll I'll just give Tucker a call and see if we can get hold of him. Hello? Hi, Tucker. Um, Are you you okay? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Um, Are you on your way? Where? Well, well, here. I am here. Oh, you are? OK. Uh, well, come up to the first floor. The media studies department is on the, is the second door on the right as you come out of the lifts. I live in a bungalow. What? Sorry? I don't have a first floor or a lift. No, no. I mean, we were supposed to be recording the podcast today. That's tomorrow? No, no, it's today. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Uh, where are you? Uh, media studies department. Oh, sure. That's right next door. Next door? I live down the road. I'll be there in a bit. OK. OK, thanks. Right. OK, well, um, what I'll do is I'll stop recording and we'll start again. Um, thank you, dear listener, for your patience. Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. And in this episode, we're going to examine the utility of stupidity. That's a neat phrase I made up in the time between our first attempt at recording this podcast and this one. And I am assured that our guest, a world-leading expert in stupidity, Tucker Tolson, is in the building. Though, um, he doesn't seem to have found our studio. <clears throat> God. Uh, well, let me call him again. Ludo. No, no, I, I'm not Ludo. Oh, why not? Well, no, because I'm not Ludo. I, I'm the host of the South Mims U podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on that next week. No, no, no. We just we just spoke on the phone. No, that was Ludo. His fish died. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear it. We're burying Ludo in the garden. Burying Ludo? Uh, don't you mean burying his fish? Yes. The fish is called Ludo. I thought your friend was called Ludo. Yes, him and the fish. He named the fish after himself. Many people name their fishes after themselves. Oh, right. Okay. Listen, uh, are you coming? Next week. No, no, now. Uh, yeah, I'm just outside. Look out the window. Oh. Oh, right. So you're burying the fish in the South Mims U gardens? Yeah. I'll be up in five. Oh, right. Thanks. Thanks. I'll make you a coffee. How do you like it? Uh, big espresso with frothing milk. You mean a cappuccino? Yeah, Earl Grey. See you. Oh, right, OK. Well, we'll start again. Welcome to the... Oh, well, you know the rest. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Tucker didn't arrive in five, so I've decided to interview him over the phone, wherever he happens to be. Well, let's just see where he is. Hello? Tucker, it's me again. Hi, great to hear from you. Uh, Where are you? In the cafe where you said we'd meet. Are you close? I I saw a bus and you weren't on it. 
No, no, you were supposed to come to the studio. You said we were having tea, and I always have tea in Raffaella's cafe. Listen, listen, I'm going to do the interview on the phone. Is that all right with you? Sure, sure, I'll call you. Bye. No, no, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. Hello? Is Jim there? Uh, no. Sorry, bye. Oh, no, no, Tucker. <sighs> Hello? Tucker, it's me. Jim wasn't there. No, no, I'm Ben. Yeah, but I need to speak to Jim about the podcast. He's going to call me. OK, 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 Tucker, I am doing the podcast, so, so don't hang up. You're not Jim, and you are doing the podcast. That's right. Now, let's talk about stupidity and why it's not what we think it is. Sure, that's my special subject. I'm in the business of exporting it around the world. Oh, Right, exporting. OK, but how would you define stupidity? Well, it's not being impractical. It's not being absent-minded. It's not being bad at organising yourself. I suffer from all those things, but I am not stupid. The point is that stupidity is a relative concept. You think something is good, and I think it's stupid. I call it stupid, and you get offended, because that implies that you are stupid because you like it or vote for it. But it is just two sides of an argument, or two ways of looking at the world which are polarised. So, is stupidity relative? Is there such a thing as absolute stupidity? Yes, it's relative. And no, it's not an absolute. OK, so if I were to step out into the busy traffic, wouldn't that be stupid? It's contingent on why you stepped out into the traffic. Well, I was showing off to a girl I liked. Well, then perhaps it made sense because you were seeking to impress the girl so that she would allow you to have sex with her and procreate the species. Your instinct was that she would make a good mate and would produce strong and healthy offspring. No, it's just stupid to run into traffic. It makes sense if you survive and she's impressed enough to let you sleep with her. That's a bit... I mean, um, the logic is a bit simplistic, isn't it? All logic is simplistic. That's the beauty of logic. Not the logic you get in the philosophy department. Oh, well, that kind of logic is a lot of window dressing. Logic must be simple, or you wouldn't be able to make good decisions. Uh, when was the last time a philosopher ever made a decision, let alone a good one? Well, good point. So, in your new school... Yes, the School for the Gifted. I like that nickname. It's very apt. The Stupid School. All school is stupid. Oh, why? Well, that's a whole other subject. But look around you. The world is in a mess, and every one of the people in charge went to school. And often, their parents spent a fortune sending them there, and they're just as stupid as the rest of us. Case closed. OK, well, that is a whole other subject. But are you offering a course in stupidity or about stupidity? Both, or either. Whichever is stupider. Well, I don't understand. Whichever suits. We help people achieve greater, more creative, sublime stupidity. And we help them analyse the true meaning of stupidity. Or do both at the same time. And what qualifications do you offer? The usual. Undergraduate, graduate and PhD. <laughs> you have a PhD in stupidity? Yes, it's a stupid PhD. Is it hard work? No, not really. But it's a great way to get a big qualification. Which some people might say is very clever. You get to be a PhD while being stupid. You could put it that way. But actually, you can't be dense or a moron and graduate in stupidity. 
So being a moron is different to being stupid. It is. Well, we've started researching moronic thinking and we've just received funding to develop our course. Funding? Where from? The Trump Stable Genius Fund. They're very generous. And morons, too. They gave us far too much money. Nice people. So we're not talking about morons? No, we're talking stupidity, which is different. The great philosopher Immanuel Kant... Kant? Kant said that a lot of philosophy and philosophizing was stupid. Like I said before, because it didn't go anywhere. It didn't help people make good decisions. It just confused them. Whereas, when people do things that we would call stupid, they often reveal new information, or new experiences, or new ways to do something. In other words, acting without thinking sometimes is the most creative and productive thing to do. It's how you get innovation and insights you wouldn't have got had you sat there trying to think through every possibility. So, thinking too much is stupid? Often it is. It's cleverer to act and fail than never to act at all. Which means you're not studying stupidity, you're studying cleverness in action, aren't you? That's too clever. It's not stupid enough. It makes you think too much, which means you stop doing. Better to act stupidly and then find out more information. What about when people say stupid things? Then you find out what's true or truer than if people hedge their words and try to be all things to all people and end up saying nothing. I don't understand. OK, so if I say something that sounds stupid, like all people who drive SUVs are fat narcissists... Which is a gross generalisation. I know, but I'm illustrating a point. OK. It's ostensibly a stupid statement. But what it reveals is a wealth of sociological and historical information. Well, how so? Well, you can find out about cultural and political attitudes, you can counter the statement with facts about the true profile of SUV drivers, and you can reveal the political imperatives around both the hatred of one side of society and the actions of the other, and what needs to be done to balance the interests of the two. I must say, Tucker, for someone who specialises in stupidity, you make a lot of sense. Stupidity makes sense. But we don't want to be run by stupid people, do we? Not the stupid people who run us at the moment, but the people who know how to be stupid in a creative and progressive way. Well, you've lost me again. We expect too much from our leaders. If you go back to Plato, you'll find this idea of the philosopher king, the one person, usually a man throughout history, who knows just what to do and can be trusted to take into account the interests of all the people. But that's a myth, a dangerous myth. Why? Well, because most philosophers are stupid when it comes to doing anything practical. And no one person can ever know exactly what to do in all circumstances and across all issues and subjects. Which is why it's a myth. But it's one that most of us believe in, which is why we set such great store in our leaders. And they always disappoint us. But there are some people who are capable of fulfilling at least some of the promise of the philosopher king, aren't there? Not really. But there are some people who act as if they're capable of doing that or are good at convincing enough voters that they are. But that's not to say that voting for these people is in itself stupid. So the the meme that's going around about the stupid Trump voters isn't fair? No, because the people who do vote for Trump have a reason. And you might think that that reason is stupid, but they don't. They get something out of voting the way they do, even if it's just self-satisfaction. They might even revel in the idea that the people who oppose them think that they're stupid and then wear the badge of stupidity with pride. That would generate, for instance, an entrepreneur to make up T-shirts which say something like, I'm voting for stupid or keep America stupid or yes, I am stupid enough to vote for Trump. Well, that sounds like a very good idea. Yeah, we might start producing those T-shirts ourselves. But you see my point. Stupidity, apparent stupidity, is creative. It reveals things about people and how our world works much more effectively than all the clever, clever analysis of people with slide rules and big words and thick glasses. So what proportion of the population is stupid, in your sense of the word? Quite a sizable percentage. Is it class-based? I mean, are the less educated more stupid than the well-educated, the poor more stupid than the rich? No, 
there is a constant percentage in all classes and income ranges. The Italian economist Carlo M. Cipolla famously wrote his Laws of Stupidity in the 1970s, and he stressed that there is a constant level of stupidity in all classes and professions. So, as he put it, the same percentage of bricklayers as professors are stupid. He even studied Nobel Prize winners and found that a good percentage of them were stupid too. Stupidity has nothing to do with knowing things, information and skills, then. No, nothing to do with it. In fact, knowing too much makes you more stupid. Or perhaps not at a narrow field of knowledge, but it makes you more stupid in terms of living, doing practical things, making good life decisions, or most especially, financial decisions. But by your own logic, when you make a stupid financial decision, for instance, you learn something. You learn from your mistake. Indeed, yes, you're right. Learning by your mistakes is a fundamental part of our education. But to make the mistake in the first place, you usually have to do something stupid. So we need to redefine what we mean by stupid and see the positive in it. You're getting the hang of this, Jim. Um, I'm Ben. Sorry, yes, Ben. OK, now, let's go back to politics, because the word stupid is used much more in that field of human affairs than any other at the moment. You're right. There's been an exponential rise in the word in the political debate, especially in America in recent years. It's part of the polarisation of politics, and it's giving stupidity a bad name. A bad name? Yes, politics has become more moronic, not stupid, and the more moronic it becomes, the more dangerous it becomes. You mentioned the difference between the two concepts before, but how would you define it in the context of politics? Stupid people tend to learn from their mistakes. Morons don't, which means morons cause actual harm. Sometimes that harm is long-lasting or deadly. OK, well, can you be more precise? Well, Chipola puts it nicely. A truly stupid person is a person who causes losses to another person or to a group of persons, while himself deriving no gain and even possibly incurring losses. That's his third law of stupidity. Well, how many laws were there? Oh, uh, well, I've forgotten. Um, eight, I think. Does that law then link to the political arena in terms of people voting against their interests? For instance, the poor voting for Trump, which makes them poorer? In a way. But that would depend on whether Trump truly benefits from causing those losses to the people who vote for him while enriching himself, that is, benefiting. If he benefits, then he is clever. If he doesn't, then he's stupid. And only time will tell whether he is really dumb or very clever and the people who voted for him are dumb. But those people seem to feel very comfortable with voting for him. Yeah, they're comfortably dumb. Right. Oh, I see what you did there. Very clever. What did I do? Comfortably dumb. Like the famous Pink Floyd song. You've lost me. Comfortably numb. Comfortably dumb. Another great T-shirt. Right. I'll look that up. Well, you should. So, the percentage of stupid people, can you put a figure on it, and are they, in truth, the people who drive society rather than those of us who believe that we're, um, well, quite clever? Uh, I never said I agreed with Chipola's laws. I just said that he formulated them. I don't think he's right. But he makes a good point which reflects the way in which we believe society is formed. And that is? That they are the clever and the stupid, and never the twain shall meet. So it's not true. It's not a dichotomy. No, there are no absolutes. We are all clever and stupid. At times we are more stupid than clever, and at other times it's the reverse. But we all believe that the other people are more stupid than we are. As the American 19th century satirist Ambrose Bierce put it, the stupid, or idiots as he called them, are a large and powerful tribe whose influence in human affairs has always been dominating and controlling. You're clearly very well read. No, I just found that in a book of quotations. Under stupidity. Very useful. Which is the uh, clever thing to do. That depends on how you define it. OK, I think I get the point now. When I say that the bureaucrat who makes me wait for something that I think should be easy to get done 
and I call him or her stupid, it's not because they are stupid, but because... Because you need to find a different way of doing what you want to do or change your way of framing the problem. So that's not being stupid about it. It's being creative in your thinking. Tucker, your approach to stupidity is, if I may say so, genius. It's a slippery concept that makes us think deeper about what we do and why we do it, and how to evaluate the outcomes of what we think and do. Thank you. It's been fascinating. And stupid. And stupid. <laughs> and, dear listener, thank you for your attention. You've either stupidly wasted the last 20 minutes or not. That's for you to decide. Goodbye. Shall we start the recording now?